Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. I am the man of the hour, the man with the power. Too sweet to be sour. AJ Bond, and this is my tag team partner. And I am the sheriff of wrestling, and this is the Free Count Podcast. Hello. How are you? I'm good, get... thank you. <laughs> yeah, I'm good. Good, good. A little bit so, weird, isn't it? Yeah, so uh, releases. Well, yeah, the... <laughs> How many do you want to go through? There's, they release a lot. Yeah, well, um, I, I can't see uh, WWE slowing down in time soon. I think they might release more probably before the end of the year or maybe beginning of next year. But uh, let's go through the ones that they've released. Let's go through the the major ones that they released. I know that they released some from uh, NXT, but we'll, we'll, go, we'll try the main roster, some of the main players that WWE released that they'd sort of drop the ball on. And uh, cool. where they might end up. Yeah, well, looking through the list that I've got here, obviously, um, Carrion Cross is a big name. Um, obviously, from NXT champion mm-hmm. to the main roster, then kind of wore a gladiator suit, but made him more look like a gimp than a gladiator. Yeah. Uh... I think we're carrying across. He had, he had a really good run on NXT. Obviously, like you said, NXT champion. What was he? One time, two time champion? Two time. Two time champion, two time NXT champion. Uh, called up to the main roster. I think he, what, loses his first match? I think it was against Jeff Hardy, was he? They lost. Lost in under two minutes, I do believe, to Jeff Hardy, yeah, on the main roster. So once you've lost your first match, I mean, first appearance is everything. And, um, like you said, to Jeff Hardy. I mean, no, not dissing Jeff Hardy or anything, but if you're going to bring up a a guy like Karrion Cross to the main roster, he really needs to win the first match. Um, and obviously, the second match he had, he beat Jeff Hardy, but fans will always remember the first match, not the second match. Yeah. <sighs> Thing of the WWE, and this video is annoying me now. I haven't watched WWE for a while. Uh, I'll catch up with like the highlights and things like that, or I'll read reports. But WWE as a whole, don't get me wrong, yeah, they've got NXT, they've got SmackDown, they've got Raw, and then they have 12, maybe 13 pay per views a year. I think they're, they're trying to scale that back, but they had. They had a good roster. Now, I would have just kept NXT as NXT. I would not have moved anybody from NXT. I would have kept NXT as its own separate brand. I would have had Raw. I would have had SmackDown. And then sometimes, you know, interchange wrestlers. You know, someone getting a bit too stale on Raw or SmackDown, send them down to NXT. Someone getting too stale on NXT, send them up to Raw and SmackDown for a bit. But then after a while, just swap them back. Yeah. I mean... Call them up and then, you know, they had a great run on NXT. Everybody loved them. Send them up to the main roster and then they lose to Jeff Hardy. And Jeff Hardy, what? Not even a main event wrestler nowadays. He's mid-card at best. Yeah, mid-card. I mean, the best of it was, like, you, they've released, obviously, people from NXT and, and, and the main roster. But when you when you're on NXT and, you, you know, it was under the guide of Triple H and Shawn Michaels and stuff, they made NXT what people like to watch. 
but now Vince McMahon has taken over with, I do believe it's Bruce Pritchard and uh, John Laranitis. Obviously, it's going to go back to men get a lot of time wrestling, women get, you know, we're heading back to like the diva stage of the women's. Yeah. Um, in terms of quick matches. I mean, like Queen of the Tournament or whatever, the, the Lena Vega one. Um, oh, yeah, Queen of the Ring. The matches that were taking place on Raw and SmackDown were lasting a minute to two minutes, if that. I think the total of um, the of the whole Queen of the Tournament matches was like less than one match of the men's or something like that, something stupid like that. Yeah. I want, I want to quickly touch on Bruce Pritchard and uh, good old Johnny Ace, John Laurinaitis here for a minute. Bruce Pritchard. Yeah, great producer, you know, come up with some really good storylines now and again, but there's never a wrestler. Never. Now, it, Tom Pritchard, yeah, mm-hmm. was a wrestler. You know, it was uh, part of the um, the body honors with uh, Chris Candido. So, yeah, was a wrestler, obviously a trainer. John Laurinaitis, good old Johnny Ace. Fuck, where do I start with him? He was uh, at least he was a wrestler to start with. Yeah, yeah, wrestler. Fucking not a great wrestler. You know well, what? W, w, WCW stint. He was with ah. Uh, 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 give me a second. I remember his name. I can picture him in my head. Shane Douglas. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, as a skateboarding duo. Rubbish. Never got over. Never got over that. WCW. I Never. That. I seen that the other day, um, somewhat on YouTube about um, the skateboarding things. It, it didn't even click to me that it was John Laranitis. I knew it was Shane yeah. Douglas. It was John Laranitis. And, and you had Shane Douglas. Now, Shane Douglas, for the time in WCW, I think it would, might have been 1990, maybe 91, you know, as I guess, that early period anyway. I think it's when uh, <clears throat> uh, her took over, I think. Or it might be when Bill Watts took over. Mm. It might be heard of Bill Watts. I think it might have been heard because I think, you know, heard had a, a reputation for giving shitty gimmicks. Yep. But, you know, you had uh, Shane Douglas really, you know, was young, looked young, and I could pull it off. But then you had John Laurinaitis, good old Johnny Ace. You know, he, he looked old then, as he does now. You know, you got young guy, old guy situation going on, and yet there's supposed to be some skateboarding duo team, and they, they couldn't skateboard to save their lives. They fucking walk down to the ring with skateboard under their arms, and uh, it's just uh. now, you know, Johnny Ace, he had a good run in uh, Japan, he had a pretty good run in Japan, you know, but his, his, his American run, fucking rubbish. Yeah, it wasn't great. And like that, I don't think if you ask people about uh, John Laurinaitis, they'll remember him from obviously the People Power gimmick in um, WWE. If they've heard of him, yeah. or unless they watched um, Total Divas or was it Total Bellas, whichever one it was, where um, obviously he was in there because obviously he's married to the Bellas' mums or dating her or something. So, he, I believe he's married to one of the Bellas. Um, so yeah, he, it's, he, it's he, definitely the mom. <laughs> yeah, are, it, it makes him related to. Uh, I was actually picking up to do this up the other day. He, he's 
I, I don't want to say he's related to anyway in, in terms of the Rotundas. I don't. I, I don't really want to say, but he's related to another family. Yeah, if, but yeah, he's married to Bella's anyway. It wasn't one of the one of the Bella's moms. That's um, he's, he's married. He's married to them. So, uh, so that makes him uh, Daniel Bryan's father-in-law, or should we say Brian Danielson's father-in-law, stepfather-in-law. Yeah, it's not great, is it? No. <laughs> it doesn't make it any better. I mean, he might, he might be a very nice guy outside of wrestling. I don't know, but um, I know he's the guy who sends the budget cuts, um, mm-hmm. emails on people who are being released. So um, yeah, he's in that role, mm-hmm. I suppose. Though you know, he's got orders from Vince McMahon. Vince tells him what to do. He does it. Yeah. Yeah, th- this is the thing. No one, well, I assume no one nowadays really stands up to Vince. You know, puts their foot down and say, "Look, you know, listen to my fucker. You know, th- these guys are great, and you want to cut them just because they've not been on TV for a while. You know, or you want to give them new gimmicks, but the, you know, you're not giving them time to get over in their current gimmick. You know, what's what's the deal? But I think with like, John Laurinaitis and uh, Bruce Pritchard. You know that they're, they're pretty much like yes men, you know, and then thrown into the mix, you got Nick Khan, who, from what I probably heard and probably what I've, I've read, you know, is not really uh, come from any sort of wrestling background that I know of. No, he's just—he's just a money man, you know. He's trying to save his company money and by cutting costs. This is what I think that he's going wrong. You know, it's yeah, it's. A publicly traded company, you know, Fortune 500 company, you know, people could buy shares and <clears throat> and they always think, you know, it's over 50 years of wrestling heritage. Well, fuck the way you keep going, you're not going to have, you know, 70, 80 years or 100 years of wrestling heritage because what you're going to have left by the time you get rid of everybody and no one really wants to go and work for you as a company because, you know, yeah, WWE might be the place to be and get known as a superstar. If you get the chance to be a superstar, well, yeah, but let's be honest. Now, I don't think WWE is the place to be mm. a superstar. You've got um, they want everybody under the age of twenty-five. They want big, muscly men like Omos, obviously, who's teaming with AJ Styles. They want uh, they've got um, Braun Breaker or something, which is Rick Steiner's son. On NXT, he's quite... Yeah, uh, don't get me wrong, Braun Broker, it looks pretty good. I've seen some of his matches. I watched his match against uh, Tommaso Ciampa at the Halloween Havoc. Pretty good match, apart from the botch that he had, with, I think, with the Bulldog from the top rope. Um, mm. <clears throat> you know, could be a really, really good wrestler. Just don't call him Braun Breaker. Actually call him a Steiner. People know he's a Steiner, you know, People ain't clueless. They're going to put two and two together and go, well, he's definitely a Steiner. But why call him Braun Breaker? Call him a Steiner. Look at him. Heritage. If you look at him, he, um, you can tell he's Rick Steiner's son. And yet they'll call him Braun Breaker and won't call him (laughs) by his real name. And, uh, but then we'll say he looks like a dog faced gremlin. Well, um, that was what they said about Rick Steiner. And people yeah. who know wrestling will know this. And obviously, like I said, they WWE don't like 
fans, basically. Um, they'll do what they want to do. And, I'll, you know, back in the Attitude Era, where they were pushing younger stars who weren't the biggest. I mean, you look at Bret Hart, he was a massive influence, like, through the the start of the Attitude Era and then Stone Cold Steve Austin and The Rock. And even when they were there, they weren't the biggest guys there, but they were the headliners. And now it's all, we're heading back to like the late 80s, early 90s of guys that are built like Hulk Hogan and the Ultimate Warrior. See, I think with WWE, there's sort of a pattern right now. Like I said, I haven't watched... WD for a while, you know, just it hasn't interested me at the minute. Yeah, like I said, I'll, I'll pick up on the news. I might watch some highlights if I think it's some good. I might want to watch it, but I couldn't sit there and watch a three hours of Raw, three hours of SmackDown, and two hours of NXT. Um, but SmackDown's it, only two hours. Oh, SmackDown only two hours. Yeah, it's not uh, three hours, not yet. Ah, well, that's good. Then that's good to know. But even still, two hours. But Older wrestling, older WWE, you know, the 70s and 80s and the 90s, that's my sort of, I, I will watch that until Cows come home. I've got no problem sitting there and watching people like Bruno Sammartino, Superstar Billy Graham, uh, the Blackjacks, uh, you know, you've got Pedro Morales, you've got, fuck, you can go Gorilla Monsoon, you can watch... Uh, <clears throat> the oh, I don't know, the wild I was going to say the Islanders then, but no, actually, well, I would say the Islanders and the Wild Samoans, you know, Rocky Johnson and Tony Atlas, Soul Patrol, and, and yeah, you know, it's not like wrestling now, but it was th- it was good wrestling, and even in the eighties, you had good wrestling in the eighties, you know, yeah. Hogan Piper, Hogan Orndorff, Macho Man. I will, put, I will put Ultimate Warrior in there. I'm not the greatest fan of Ultimate Warrior, but you know, you had, people like, <laughs> you had people like Rick Rude, you know, Mr. Perfect. So, yeah, it, it, for me, I think WWE, they, they, they go through a period where the 70s was good, 80s was white hot, beginning of the 90s, obviously with the steroid trial, and then they, they got rid of some of their, their bigger talents and focused on the smaller guys. Uh, you mm. had the new generation, the new generation, you know, from that I think was, with Bret Hart and yeah, stuff. that was 94 to say late 96, early 97, before the, you know they started going into the attitude era. That wasn't so great, you know, it, it, was, it was dropping off, but you still had great wrestling. And mm. then obviously, you had the attitude era from 97 to 2002, you know, company was white hot. 2003, where you had you know Rufus Gresham era, that was good because you had people like Angle, Brock Lesnar, John Cena was just coming up. You had Eddie Guerrero, Benoit, you know Edge was stepping up, and then you just look at it, you just look at it now, and it's it's just oh. there's not many people there left. No, <laughs> it, it's draining. It, that's what it is. It's so draining to watch. You can't get invested in it. You know, okay, what to do with Roman Reigns? Well, Roman Reigns is the only big name. Well, yeah. I mean, he's um, he's untouchable at the moment, but 
obviously they're turning to him. Like when John Cena was the main man, everything, you know, it all went through John Cena, um, Triple H before The Rock, before Austin, you know, Undertaker, mm-hmm. all the way back to Hulk Hogan and stuff. Um, they always have that one main guy, and obviously that main guy will run the show like forever, it seems, in WWE. And then, you know, they'll they lose it to someone else. But the problem is the people they're losing it to are Goldberg and Brock Lesnar's and people mm-hmm. that come back for like mm-hmm. one or two matches a year and then they're off again. And then it's like, okay, so it goes back to Roman Reigns and it's like, right, you know, whereas in the Attitude Era and other eras, they were building stars, you know, you didn't have them, you know, you had, like said earlier, you had Austin and The Rock. They were mm. big stars. But then Triple H started to come out of his shell after, like, pretty much leaving DX. Um, and you had Mankind was starting to step up. Undertaker was already there. Kane was starting to step up. And you had all these, like, people that were stepping up to become champion. And they were building them and making them look like main eventers, making them, you know, really strong. And then, like you said, you had Kurt Angles and Jericho's and Benoit's and stuff that came that also would never have got, you know, main titles in other promotions. And I know Benoit got the main title in WCW, but that was just to try and keep him there. Um, But then, obviously, you know, they go to WWE, they made stars, and all of a sudden... It's like Vince McMahon's lost the plot because, let's be honest, Survivor Series wasn't great. It was mainly about who stole this bloody egg that Ryan Johnson and Ryan Reynolds and Gal Gadot's new film on Netflix. Apparently, the film's better than Survivor Series. Um, I have to watch that then, instead of Survivor Series. Yeah, but obviously, you know, and then in later years, we've had people like... Again, Edge has stepped up, Seth Rollins, Roman Reigns, Daniel Bryan. You know, we had all these people. And, you know, you had a whole host in NXT. You know, you had Adam Cole, you had um, you, Kyle O'Reilly still there, you know, Karrion Cross, Keith Lee, all these people that have been champions and they've all just been let go. I mean, AEW is literally laughing because they're just picking up all these stars that, can do a job and be big stars in the in the wrestling world or you know already are big stars and they're just laughing whereas WWE are releasing more and more and before you know it there ain't going to be any wrestlers I mean we already see the same fights week in week out on the main roster and so when it comes to a pay-per-view and they're trying to build up you know the next uh, match that's obviously say Bianca Belair versus Becky Lee Charlotte Flair now but you won't want to watch it because you've seen it for the past seven weeks on Raw. Yeah, that's true. <sighs> I, I just don't get what they're really doing. But before we, we get back onto the release superstars, well, the main release superstars, obviously, I know they released over 70, but we're only going to pick out the ones that obviously we believe could actually uh, have a future career somewhere and actually might do some good. Uh, I just want to touch on Roman Reigns a bit. Because obviously, we're saying about Roman Reigns. You know, it's been built up. Well, I can't really say been built up. More like shoved down fans' you know throats to a point where you like him or you hate him. Now, you look at people like Hogan, Bret Hart, you know Austin, The Rock 
for a little bit. People didn't like him, but once he he got himself where he wanted to be, people started to like him. You know, people like they had natural charisma. Yeah, they had natural charisma. They didn't have to change a thing. Like I said, apart from the Rock at the beginning, you know, he, then he, he came out with Shao when he dropped the whole Rocky Maivia and then just became the Rock and found his edge. Same for Austin when Austin first came in, you know, he was the ringmaster and then, you know, ditched Ted DiBiase, won the King of the Ring and then, you know, cut that famous program and that was it, you know, it was off to the races. But th- there are people out there who've got natural charisma if given the time for WWE to let them show, you know, Vince and everyone what they've got, that they could actually be a top tier talent and not be forced down someone's throats to say, look, this is who we've got. You, you got to like him. You, you come to our shows. We're going to put him on the main event. He's going to win every match. He's going to be our champion. Yeah. And uh, it's like Cena. I, I've got nothing against Cena. He's, he's not someone that I like personally. But. You know, at the beginning, people really liked him, and then obviously he became a champion. He, he, when he beat uh, JBL, obviously people liked him going forward. But then after a while, people just started hated to see him because he was someone that was over pushed and over marketed. Oh yeah, definitely. I mean, I think, like you said, it be- it becomes stale. It becomes boring you know who's gonna win why but when you watch like a Bret Hart match you didn't know if Bret Hart was ever gonna win yeah half the time you didn't even you know you, you probably had a um thingy that Austin or The Rock would win if they were fighting not each other but fighting another wrestler you had an inkling that they would win and nine times out of ten they would but they also threw that curveball in there where they did lose and like you expected Austin to win, I think it was the 1999 Royal Rumble. And yeah, Vince, and ended up being Vince McMahon. Yeah. Um, you know, again, the fact that Vince wasn't even in the ring, you think Vince would get in and Austin would mm. would win. And obviously the corporation got involved and he lost. Yeah. I, I think it also helps, you know, the period of time when, when I just talked about the rest is that, you know, they had good opponents to go up against. So, you know, Hogan had Orndorff, Piper, you know, he had Bob Orton, he had the Iron Sheik, he had uh, King Kong Bundy, Andre the Giant, um, had a, a, a brief little run with Kamala. If you pair the right opponent up against somebody, you, you know, people then will be invested. Like you said, with people like Austin and the a rock. Austin, when he was coming up, you know, had a, a big feud with Bret Hart. Yeah. Got him over. Had a feud with Vince McMahon. Got him over even more. The Rock. Rock had a feud with, uh, when he was in the nation, feud with DX. Started getting him over. But it also got Triple H over as well. Oh, it got Triple H over massively. Obviously, Triple H, of course, Triple H, he push himself to get over as well in that one. But well, obviously, after the click thing, that yeah. happened, he was bottom of the bottom. He was supposed to win King of the Ring when Austin won it. But because of what happened in the ring and kayfabe was broken, Austin then got the push to become the King of the Ring winner. Yeah, Triple H had to make the following year. Yeah, but credit to him, he worked at it and 
he got back in Vince's good books. But like you said, you put the right people with each other. I mean, Austin and The Rock always stands to mind. Austin and Triple H, The Rock and Triple H, Undertaker, Kane. You know, it, and even in the um, Attitude Era where you had the Hardys against Edge and Christian, the Dudley Boys were there, the APA, the New Age Outlaws. You could put any of them together, the Holly Cousins. You could put them together in a match and get them over, even if your favourite lost. You wouldn't mind because it was a wrestling match. It was a wrestling show. Now yeah. it's more about like comedy. Like the, the, He's more... That's why entertainment, not wrestling. Yeah, and, that would bug me when uh, they started going to the entertainment side of things. But, you know, you could look back throughout the years and WWE, well, WF was always entertainment, just with wrestling overlaid over the top of it. And now it's more like entertainment, you know, overlaid over the top and you've got wrestling underneath. But yeah, I, I think if you just had some really, really good opponents to go up against Roman Reigns, then maybe people would start hating him more as a heel or possibly liking him more as a heel because I think what he's doing is pretty cool but when you've got uh, fuck you know name some of the people we've faced in the last couple of months off the top of his head did he face Goldberg? did he face Goldberg? no he, he, well the, the latest one was Big E uh, yeah Big E that's nice um, he's faced off against Kevin Owens uh He's also faced off against Edge. Yeah. Uh, Daniel Bryan was also in, in there um, before he left, obviously. Um, he's not really having feuds with major people. It's only like a few here and there. I mean, there was a thing that Seth Rollins was meant to be challenging him for the title, but that never thing. uh materialised and obviously Rollins has gone. He did have a fight with Finn Balor as well. Mm. Um, but yeah, obviously it's when you look at, you know, a couple of opponents he's faced, it's, oh, and he's been fighting Xavier Woods as well. Um, yeah, but obviously this is the thing that they do. Obviously Xavier Woods won King of the Ring. So they decided that, um, you know, he should get a title shot, which good idea. I don't believe, you know, make King of the Ring mean something. Yeah. Give it a title shot. Um, Too fair, though. I think, I think King of the Ring hasn't meant anything for years. And I think that's why Seth Rollins is next in line to challenge Big E, mm. because he was a sole survivor of Survivor Series. Again, it's always brand supremacy, but the people on Team Raw, I do believe last month were all on were all on SmackDown, oh, so yeah. they're not going to be rooting for Raw really because a month ago they were they were on SmackDown. Yeah. So you know, and I I, I just think if you know if you're going to have a King of the Ring, if you're going to have a Survivor Series, make it mean something. Get the fans invested. I mean, they were so invested at getting fans invested in Saudi Arabia that Survivor Series just became a B show. No one really cared about it. No, then it's one of the top four. Well, look at the money that they get from Saudi Arabia compared to what they probably get from ticket sales for Survivor Series. Uh, I don't know. It's... Well, WrestleMania, well, Royal Rumble obviously <laughs> is the next one, but 
WrestleMania is coming up and, you know, like I said the other day, they're far, 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 far away from selling out that arena. And I know it's a big arena, but, you know, WrestleMania normally tickets sell out quite quickly. But because we're getting the same matches on Raw and SmackDown, we're only probably going to get the same matches at WrestleMania. Just they're well, going to be yeah, a bit longer. Who are you going to market to sell tickets for WrestleMania for when half the people you're going to, were going to market, the fucking gun, you got rid of them? Well, Hit Row was meant to be in the elimination match at Survivor Series, the one that Amos won. They were all supposed to be in there, but they got rid of them, obviously. But I think what it was is John Laurinaitis sent out the budget cut, you know, email, phone call, whatever it was. And if I remember correctly, what the people were saying was um, that John Laurinaitis was in America with Vince, mm. but the talent was over in London, over here doing, you know, a SmackDown show. Okay. So obviously they got released when they weren't even in the same country as WWE. Well, oh. the people firing them. It just amazes me. Uh... Back. <laughs> back. So yeah, we're, we're getting back on to obviously, like I said, with the releases, uh, which I think we got a little bit sidetracked there. So obviously we got Karen Cross. So well, where, where do we think that he might end up? I'd like to see Karen Cross in AEW, but <laughs> my feeling is, if you look at the AEW roster, and the only one I can really think of is Brian Cage. There's not many big muscly men in AEW. They're all the smaller guys that technically WWE doesn't want anymore. No, you got Lance Archer. Yeah, he's over there you too. Got, you got Luchasaurus. He's not massively muscly, though, is he? No, but he's quite yeah. tall. Quite tall. Isn't he? You got, uh, I think you got Powerhouse Hobbs. Yeah, he's quite muscly as well. I think Karrion Cross. Wherever he goes, whether it be AEW or Impact, which is where I think he's going to go, they he needs to have Scarlet with him. I yeah. don't. They can't. WWE dropped the ball when they got rid of when they took him away from Scarlet. I know she wanted to wrestle; it's not a problem, but you could have had her him teaching her how to wrestle because he's a very good wrestler. Hmm. You could have just all kept them together. Um, but I think Karrion Cross and Scarlett were, were either, they're either going to end up on AEW. And if not, I think they'll go back to Impact where they were before they left to go to WWE. Yeah, I think they might end back up on Impact. Um, don't get me wrong, they probably would be nice to see them in uh, AEW. But I think. Impact can probably do with some key players at the minute. I, I think AEW with who they got and focusing their time on, obviously you start bringing in more wrestlers, you're going to start taking away time from the people that you're already focusing on to to say, look, you know, we got this guy from WWE, he's now here and this is what we're going to do with him. I would say just go to Impact, obviously he came from Impact, go back there and, you know, try and have a good run. I think if I remember correctly, there was some heat with Scarlet and Karrion Cross. I could be wrong. I think there was. But 
I think he, he, if they went to AEW, you know, you've got Moxley, he's in rehab at the moment, so he's off TV. Kenny Omega's taking time off due to um, vertigo and uh, the injuries he's got. So you've got two massive players that, until they're fit or, you know, completed the rehab thing, they're not going to be back any time. Karrion Cross could fill that role, come in as a big guy, even if he joins Team Taz. They're the big, you know, Team Powerhouse Hobbs, mm-hmm. make them a dominant tag team, another tag team that, you know, where you can put the Lucha Brothers against, you know, two big men, obviously, and not just the Young Bucks and Jurassic Express and Dax, and, uh, Dax Harwood and Cash Wielder. Possibility. Possibility. Uh, so that's Karen Cross. Okay. So uh, what are the big names that have been released? Obviously, Keith we've got Keith, yeah, Keith Lee. Again, Keith Lee, I think, like AEW again, or again, Impact. If worst case scenario, New Japan. Um, but again, with his wife or fiance Mia Yim being also released, um, again, wherever Karrion Cross and Scarlett end up, if Keith Lee and Mia Yim went there, you could have them face each other. Possibly, you, you could have Scarlett face Mia Yim. You can have intergender tag team matches. Everything's there. You just got to take those four people. Yeah, I could probably see Keith Lee going to AEW. Um, I probably wouldn't say straight away. Maybe he would have uh, a stint somewhere and probably maybe like New Japan, have a couple of matches over there and then come to AEW. Um, I think um, more for AEW at the moment, it's they need women. Now, Mia Yim, I've never not seen her wrestle that much, so I don't really know. Scarlett doesn't wrestle yet. So, well, she does, but not very well. So, I think they wouldn't necessarily be, you know, I don't think AEW will be looking at them. But if Carrie and Cross and Keith Lee are being looked at, that's the easiest way we'll say we'll put them as our valet manager. And when you think they're better at wrestling, go to the women's division. No, it's a possibility. I mean, I think Mia Yim will be good, you know. And, you know, there's lots of women over there. Jade Cargill, mm-hmm. Thunder Rosa, Britt Baker, um, Jamie Hayter. You know, there's quite a few. Penelope Ford, The Bunny. There's quite a few over there that she can probably have a good match with. Obviously, again, Scarlett needs more work. But, yeah, I think AEW would be... <clears throat> Maybe knocking on the door, not just yet. Like you said, maybe go to New Japan or stick on the independent scene and, you know, just craft your skill a bit better. And then mm-hmm. you never know. Obviously, people are going to be leaving AEWN contracts are up and they're going to need other stars to fill it. So that's when they could, you know, appear. Yeah, there's always that possibility. Um you never know. They might not even go to New Japan. They might not even go to AEW. They could go to NWA if NWA takes them on. So it all depends, really. Again, um, as well with um, the independents, a lot of, that's where a lot of people tend to go now. You know, with the independents, <laughs> isn't the 
you know, it used to be the place where you used to learn your stuff and then, you know, you'd get taken on by WWE or WCW in, at that time. But the independence now, you can earn quite a bit of money on it. Yeah, I think it's because obviously you've got more flexibility over your booking. So obviously you're not controlled by a company that's saying, right, we need here, you here for this, you know, X amount of days a year. Yeah. You know, you've got to show up every TV taping, every pay-per-view. You know, you got to show up and do, you know, fan service and things. I think with the independent, obviously, you got your free range saying, look, you know, I could do these days here for you. And then uh, probably sound line and go somewhere else, I'll do these days for you sort of thing. So, yeah, I think independence, some people have good success on now. And, but, but again, the, uh, Ring of Honor. <sighs> when Ring of Honor comes back. <laughs> when, when Ring of Honor comes back. Well, when they definitely come back. back. It's coming. They say it's coming back next year, and they're going to be, you know, new, and it's going to be for the fans and stuff. But you know, if they've got money, which I think they do, they could easily sign these four up. I mean, well, what, it's, what uh, Sinclair is the parent company that owned Ring of Honor, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, I think I think that's uh, that, yeah. they, they say they they were taking a break to you know refresh the brand. Uh, overhaul and bring it back. A lot of people could then start getting worried because they were trying to sell the tape library for yeah. Ring of Honor. Yeah, uh, they tried to sell it to like WWE. I think WWE were thinking about it, and I think uh, also AEW were thinking about it because AEW does not own the first All In pay pay view. That's a Ring of Honor pay view. Mm. AEW do not own it. It's a it is a Ring of Honor pay per view. It's what made AEW mm. what it is yeah. today. Yeah, so if Ring of Honor do come back, hopefully they do come back, then yeah, you know, they look for new stars. But uh, I just think I, if you want big names, the especially Karrion Cross and Keith Lee name, they're well known. You get them in the door, the chances are you could bring more people in. Yeah. I think it's I think it's just scary anytime you hear a company saying, Yeah, we're going on hiatus for a bit. <laughs> because you go on hiatus. So you've got a lot of talent pool. Well, you're gonna either have to pay their contracts or you're gonna mm-hmm. have to release them, which Ring of Honor did. They released and then obviously they've they've kept some of their contracts going and probably paying them out until whenever. I think, I think whoever was in the contract till December they're paying and whoever was longer they're they're paying that, but the whole roster's been released. Uh, for a little while, um, NWA that they shut down. Obviously, they shut down for a little while, and obviously they've, they've come back. Thankfully, NWA uh, power. Yeah, they they came back. They shut down for a little bit, and thankfully they came back. Obviously, some of the talent that they had, uh, they uh, went. You know, they had Eli Drake, which is now fucking Ali Knight. I do not get it. And uh, like, I didn't like him as Eli Drake, and I didn't like him as Ali Knight. <laughs> I prefer him as Eli Drake. In NWA power, as Eli Drake, it was a good gimmick. Get behind it. Uh, obviously, they had um, Ricky Starks. Ricky Starks was, I believe, NWA TV champion. Uh, fucking walked out. Came to AEW. Thunder Rosa was the women's champion. Obviously, showed him AEW with the belt. Yep. Uh, isn't Serena Deeb the, the champion now? Uh, I think so. Or he was. 
was uh, I'm I'm caught with I'm caught with NWA for a while. I need to catch up with NWA. I know uh, I want to say Trevor Murdoch, but I think he's going by Dick Murdoch. He's the uh, the champion. Obviously, finally uh, dethroned Nick Aldis. So, um, as Magnus, yeah. Yeah, Nick Aldis, who uh, I'll give him his dues. He had a pretty long run as NWA world champion. Uh, you ask some people. Yeah, to, to be honest, if, if I was still wrestling, I got picked up NWA, I would have ended that shit a long time ago. But um, I think um, with like uh, NWA, um, like I said, they're what, like the or fifth biggest company, probably the probably independency mm-hmm. biggest independent scene. Um, they could pick up some. I mean, again, I think Keith Lee, Carrie, and Cross might have a a hefty numbers that they want for being there. But if they're selling tickets out and they're putting on good shows, then you know they might just say, "Well, actually, yeah, we'll take a pay cut," but you know, within six months, I want to be the champion. I think NWA will do it, obviously. For the time I was watching it, they, they brought back the Rock and Roll Express, you know, Ricky Morton, Robert Gibson. Mm-hmm. They had Scott Steiner on there for a little, you know, a little yeah, time with Nick Aldis. Uh, with I was going to say, this Scott so, Steiner. Billy Corgan, Billy Corgan's company. Billy Corgan is not stupid. You know, he, I think he got a, a large settlement back from Impact, that's why you know he, he was able to get into buy NWA and sort of bring that brand back from the dead. So I, I think you know he, he's got money. If mm. he really wants them, he would have them. Uh, Another name that I think uh, either NWA or AEW would want Ember Moon. I think. Maybe AW would probably pick up on Ember Moon. Ember they, Moon obviously, is... she's a, she's not old. Obviously, she's still know. youngish, but she knows how to wrestle. She's a very good wrestler. Just WWE didn't use her the way they they should have. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, we know AEW could boss like use more women on their um, roster. Uh, I'm not that up to date with a um, NWA, so I don't really know mm-hmm. how many women they've got on their roster. I would have to double check with folks that I caught up with uh, NWA for a while, uh, but you know, like the possibility for Emma Moon, she might end up on AEW. Um, she could possibly end up in Impact, uh, but is Kira Hogan still in Impact? Kira Hogan to AEW. Oh, she's in AEW. Oh, okay. That's Not happy at AEW, but because she thinks she's getting lost in the shuffle, but mm-hmm. she's definitely uh, AEW. Okay, so we say if Ember Moon went to AEW, obviously, you know, AEW started bulking out their women's roster. I know they've just got the, the new TBS title, so that gives yeah. the women more to fight over apart from the women's title. Obviously, if they start having a lot more women, you know, they could probably implement a tag belt later on down the line, but I just don't want it to be too many bouts because you've got too many wrestlers. Yeah, you want to keep it um, at least to a, a minimum. Like, because, like you said, WWE <laughs> had loads of women, so they did the bouts. Um, 
the tag team bouts. Mm-hmm. Um, but they hardly have a any people to go for it. Yeah, they're running out of uh, people to challenge for it. Very true. Uh, uh, let's have a look. Uh, another name. Ah, that was Wyatt. Yes. Well, he was released before all these, but hard to work with backstage. Not going any to wrestling company anytime soon, as from what the reports say, he's making a movie. Yeah, I heard he's making a movie, and then I also read another report that he was thinking about making his own promotion. I didn't hear that. I knew he was making a movie, but apparently he's also on the... Tony Khan is looking to bring Bray Wyatt to AEW. I have heard that. The last time I heard they hadn't had talks, but um, they have been a... He is on the book like He's looking at him, but like you said, he's too busy wanting to make a movie at the moment. Oh, which is fair enough. But, you know, that's another wrestler that could possibly end up in AW or might even end up in New Japan. He could have a really good win in New Japan possibility. Uh, it's just whenever, I suppose, Bray Wyatt feels ready to come back to wrestling. Yeah. Uh... And just so we're, so that everyone knows, uh, AEW has eight women on their roster. AEW has eight women? Yeah. Wow. There's, I, thought, I, uh, I thought AEW had a lot more than that. Are we talking AEW or NWA? Uh, NWA. NWA, there we go. I was going to say, AEW, AEW, eight women? Like, I've seen, I'm sure I've seen a lot more weight than eight women. That's what I meant. Was, uh... Unless they're like sending them out of the back and they're getting changed into another costume and changing their hair because they're running down to the ring, then yeah. Well, the ones I can see here, obviously, uh, Alison Kay, Genocide, yep. Camille, yep. Marty Bell, Melina, Mickey James, Sky Blue, and Terence Terrell. But Sky Blue recently, not the last pay per view, but the pay per view before, was on AEW. She was in the Casino Battle Royale, the one that Ruby Soho won. Oh, yes, she was, yes. Uh... She was on um, not Dynamite, Dark or Dark Elevation, one of them. Yeah. But yeah, um, yeah, so there's only them. Okay, so then NWA could probably pick up some more women. I'm going to say they're going to need to, aren't they? Well, yeah, they're definitely going to need to. I think... Uh, who is their women's champion? Is it sure it's not Camille? Camille's not the women's champion? Um, I think it's Mickey James. Sit Mickey, on there. Really? Mickey James is their women's champion? Not Kevin, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mickey James, yeah, she won it. At oh. the last pay-per-view that they did. Uh, who did she beat uh, for that? She's the not. Oh, sorry. Mickey James is the knockouts champion. Okay. And it says Alison Kay is the world women's tag team champion on her own by the looks of this. And the world women's champion is Camille. And Marty Marty Ball is the other half of the tag team champs. So, yeah, between eight of them, they've got a world women, knockouts, and tag team. So eight women, and then we've got the knockouts champion. We've got the NWA women's champion. And then and the now we've got an NWA women's tag team championship. Yeah. Between eight women. Between eight women. Wow. 
<laughs> that's that's going to be uh, exciting. You're going to see some triple champions there. So maybe, you know, some of the ones that were released that were big. So maybe B Fab, uh, maybe even Tegan Knox. Yeah. They could all end up there. No possibility. Just, uh, so what other big names we got? So we went through Kerry Cross, we went through Keith Lee, we've we done Bray Wyatt. Um, John Morrison. Yeah, we didn't Ember Moon. We could talk about Ember Moon as a big name. John Morrison. Ah, good old John Morrison. He's going to go wherever Frankie Monet, as in Tyre Valkyrie. I think they've gone back to an indie promote. Well, I think she definitely has, and he's joining her. Um, I would have liked to have seen John Morrison in AEW because I actually like him. I think he's a good wrestler. Uh, um, yeah, John Morrison's a good wrestler. He's, he's got a good work ethic, and I think just every time he's been in WWE, he's just really got the short end of the stick. Obviously, when he was part of uh, you know Melina, Nitro, and Mercury, that was a pretty good tag team. They had a really good run, and then obviously they split him up, and he became the charm and the sexy, and sort of had a, <clears throat> a a little bit of a good run. I think he had a better run in Lucha Underground. Um, impact, yeah, yeah, he had he had a really good run in impact. So I think that's another wrestler that we might see back in impact. Yeah, I mean, like I said, I wouldn't mind seeing him on AEW. I think with, <laughs> like we said, with my, I don't think he's going to go go to AEW. But like you said, he's the one that even if he's not the champion, he could push somebody to a main event status, like because. <laughs> how he works and stuff and he could be in that top status just um wwe when he left 15 years ago he was teaming with the miz so when he came back it was like right pick up from where you left off (laughs) yeah 15 years 15 year old (laughs) storyline would be back with the miz here you go and then the miz obviously went off to do dancing with the stars so obviously morrison was just left Doing nothing. Well, getting beaten every week if he was fighting. Because, like I said, I don't watch, don't watch Raw or SmackDown. I mean, the, I watch Raw from this week, um, and it's not it's not exciting. <laughs> the most exciting thing that happened this week was a fan attack Seth Rollins. <laughs> shouldn't be shouldn't be done, but it did. No, happen. Shouldn't be done. Um, another big name, Nia Jax. Ah, uh, yes, good old unsafe of potato your ass, Nia Jax. Yeah, she's um, she wasn't very, she wasn't the best wrestler. Um, and obviously, her storylines were, I mean, the storyline she had with Alexa Bliss and Mickey James, where they were, you know, body shaming her, although body shaming shouldn't also be done. Um, WWE for you, you know, they, they have the whole star program, and you know, well, yeah. uh, don't be a bully, but they will fat shame your ass on TV if McMahon don't like you. And obviously, they, uh, she, uh, that was a good storyline because obviously it was thingy, but everything else she's done, like everything with Shayna Baszler, you know, that they were a tag team, then they were splitting up, but the next week you saw them back as a tag team. Yeah, it was. It wasn't the greatest thing, and obviously I know she was off due to mental health issues. Asked WWE for a bit more time off, and the next thing she got, she was released. But then it came out, apparently she was released because she didn't have the COVID jab. Yeah, 
it's another thing. You know, conflicting reports. A lot of people that were getting released because they didn't want to get the COVID jab, and then mm-hmm. you hear conflicting reports that a lot of the wrestlers had attitudes backstage, and you know they weren't great to work with. You know, you couldn't really. They, they were not manageable. I don't think we're ever going to get the truth on what's what. Obviously, you know, you, you'll hear it from the rest of themselves, but obviously, their ninety days is up, and they can blast the WWE and and say what really really happened. But I think for Nia Jax, I probably would like to see another promotion. Now, I probably wouldn't say necessarily like AEW. Mm. Uh, I'd probably say Impact, maybe NWA. She, I think Stardom, Stardom's still going. I think that's a uh, women's wrestling promotion in Japan. Yeah, Japan. Yeah. So, you know, she could probably go over there and do a little bit of a stint. If... Okay, if Nia Jax was to stay in rest, and what, what I would do if I was Nia Jax? One, obviously, get my mental health under control and make sure I'm in a place happy enough that I'm happy with myself and happy with what I want to do going forward. Two, get more training. Train, 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 train. She's very stiff when she works. Yeah, you know, train. Um, you know, if she wants to be stiff and she wants to hit hard, Japan will take her. You yeah. know, you, you hit hard in Japan, guarantee they're going to hit you 10 times hard and you're going to lose some teeth. So, if you want to do that, go to Japan. And then, third, weigh up your options, weigh where you want to be, what's your goals, where you want to go. You know, if you want to be a great wrestler, then travel the world, do the circuits, then go, okay, I like this promotion, I'll stay here. But I think with Nia Jackson, I, mean, I think, you know, she, 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 did modeling before, and now I think she wants to get back into modeling. That's I think that's that I sort of heard. I think that should be where she goes because <laughs> I don't see her going to any of a wrestling company. I, I think Maybe. if she was to go anywhere, I think uh, obviously she's a big wrestler, nothing against Bernie Jacks, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's nothing wrong being the size that you are, you know. If you're happy being the size you are, then fair play, go for it. But she's she's a big wrestler. She, she is a powerhouse. I wouldn't put her in AW because they've already got Nyla Rose, and I think Nyla Rose is a, a better wrestler all round than than Nia Jax. Um, but I think you know you could put Nia Jax in maybe something like uh, NWA, maybe Stardom, um, mm-hmm. because N- NWA recently they had Awesome Kong, but now I think Awesome Kong's now retired, which Awesome yep. Kong was a great wrestler. But there, there you go, put her in NWA. And then, you know, bring Awesome Kong back, but not as a wrestler, as a manager. And, she, you know, Awesome Kong could probably train Nia Jax. Yeah. Because, let's let's be fair, right, who's training women wrestlers in WWE at the minute? Um, I have no idea. It's no, right. It's fucking it, Doesn't it go through the, the performance center? That's where they all train. Yeah, it goes through the performance center. I know it used to be... Uh, Matt, Matt Bloom? Prince Albert, he's head of the performance center, I do believe. Yeah, I'm just trying to think. I know originally used to be, used to train women wrestlers was I'm sure it was uh, I want to say Dean Malenko. Dean Malenko is at AEW. I know he's at AEW, but I'm sure he used to train the women wrestlers. I want to say Dean Malenko. I could be wrong. So someone probably might point that out to me. Uh, it wasn't Dean Malenko, but I want to say Dean Malenko. But um, yeah, so that's why I think that, you know, Nia Jax could possibly end up, but I think at the minute, the best thing for her to do is to get herself sorted out and then just go from there. 
Uh, right, come on, who else? Come on, we've got to roll off these names, some big names. We've got 70 people to go through, and I'm not going through all 70 people. We just want to go through the big names. <laughs> um, I ain't got time row. to do 70 people. Hit row. Hit row, hit row. Uh, you, you're going to have to tell me about hit row, because that's someone that's completely flew under my radar. I have no idea. Well, hit row. hit row obviously was one of the best things on NXT. Right. Was, was um, Hero uh, AJ the one that used to do the um, the Amy specials for WWE? You know, Treasures is, is that Hit Row? Or... No, Hit Row was Isaiah Swerve Scott, Top Dollar, Ashante the Adonis, and V Fab. Oh, uh, they were stable. Okay, yeah, they were stable in NXT, and they were getting over. They were the best thing on NXT. Well, some people would say the best thing on NXT before the rebrand. Definitely the best thing after the rebrand. Um, and they got called up to the main roster in the draft, so not that long ago. And uh, B-Fab signed a new contract to keep her at the company. A week later, she was released. Okay. So, um, you know, she wasn't the greatest wrestler. She didn't have many matches, but she was part of this stable that everybody liked. And when, so obviously they all got drafted to SmackDown, and then uh, Vince McMahon saw Top Dollar, who was not the greatest. Isaiah Swerve Scott is the best wrestler out of them, and I think he'll go very far in AEW or wherever he goes. But Vince McMahon, obviously liking the bigger men, saw Top Dollar as the main star, and Isaiah Swerve Scott and Ashante the Adonis as the tag team. But because Top Dollar kept on getting heat backstage... Mm. He released him, and then he had no time for the other two. So, you know, about four or five weeks after their call-up, all of them are gone. No, but obviously he's all due to top dollar, supposedly having heat backstage. Um, and obviously Vince McMahon likes big sweaty men. So yes, Isaiah yes. Scott and Ashanti the Adonis uh, basically were let go as well because he didn't see them as anything and let's be honest he doesn't like tag team wrestling either so yeah they all went but like Isaiah Swerve Scott is the best wrestler he's been wrestling for ages he'll find a home in AEW or um, like NWA anywhere you know as soon as his days are up someone will take him if they take him as a group it will serve them all better to be as a group but if they're only looking for one Isaiah Swerve Scott will be the one that gets a contract, hands down, like easiest um, out of all of the hit row anyway. He's the most talented. So, and he can have great matches with anybody. So, I think he's all right. The other three, not so sure. But there again, you could always bring Isaiah Swerve Scott into AEW, let him have a run, and then. After a while, bring the rest of Hit Row in. Yeah, possibility. They just have to. Um, they'll just have to obviously find a new name for them. <laughs> but yeah, they were the best thing on on NXT. Um, and then they yeah they just got rid of them. Huh. So I don't know. Um, yeah, that's basically. I'll read off some of the other names I've got, but. Obviously, these aren't. We won't talk about them. Obviously, getting on, but yeah, we need to move on to the next topic. Uh, yeah. we're finding ways this one's getting dead and buried, just like the wrestlers. That'd be yeah. 
Eva Marie, she's going nowhere anyway. She can't wrestle. Uh, there was movies, only... I think she's going into movies, supposedly acting. No, wrestling's not her thing. Well, she can't um, wrestle. She can't. She can't fucking act. So let's move on. Yeah, only Lorcan is another one. Lucha House Party. They'll probably go back to Mexico or Japan. Harry Smith, British Bulldogs' uh, son. Um, Before we move on, I just want to quickly touch on Harry Smith. Okay, I want to quickly touch on him. He um, had a, a great run on the independent circuit. I think at uh, one point he was even a champion for promotion. I want to say British promotion, maybe. I could be wrong. Again, mm. someone might point that out to me. Um, but obviously, second-generation wrestler. He's he's a member of the Hart family. Uh, me, personally, I would say AEW. I see him in AEW. Like I said to you, the, the, the week, you know, when they have that Owen Hart Memorial Battle Royal, when they go out that tournament, yeah. Owen Hart, guaranteed. Harry Smith come in, win it. Move on. Yeah. Um, Drake Maverick is another one that's released, gone back, released again. He's done a video on Twitter. I do recommend to go and watch it. It is a good five-minute video. Uh, obviously, Tegan Knox, which we mentioned earlier, but she'll she'll get picked up somewhere. Uh, Shane Thorne, formerly known as Slapjack from Retribution, and someone who's probably not going to get picked up anywhere, Jackson Riker. Jason Riker, he will probably go back to Impact because he was known as Gunner and Impact. Yeah, so yeah, that depends because obviously after his outbreak with um, his political views, he wasn't very liked by a lot of people. And then WWE got rid of Steve Cutler and Wesley Blake instead of him. And he's then teamed up with Elias. Really did nothing of sort. But then um, yeah, now he's gone. But I don't know if he's going to get work. I'm sure someone might pick him up on the independence. But as far as I'm aware of, I don't think he will work in wrestling. Might do something different. Who knows? Wrestling theme music, which is your favourite and which is my favourite. Now, I did say to you, we've got to limit this down to five. If you couldn't limit it down to five, you've got 11. So <laughs> I am going to let you go through all your 11 theme musics and why you like them so much and then somewhere on my phone I've got who I like and I've got to try and bring them up without ruining this session so I'll let you rattle your 11 first and then I'll go with mine hopefully by then I can remember them yeah these are in no particular order but um, William Regal his later theme tune when he you know, was King of the Ring winner and stuff. Um, I just like the beat to it. I don't, you know, there's no reasoning why I really like it, but I just thought it was um, one of the best theme tunes that he had anyway, and one of the most catchiest ones. Uh, Gallows and Anderson, uh, when they were in WWE, I liked their um, theme music, Omen in the Sky, I do believe it's called. Uh, one of the best tag team musics, although they weren't heavily used. On I'd, say, I'd say that's good theme music. I, I quite enjoyed that theme music. Uh, Adam Cole, the new one from AEW, all about that boom. It's again, it's a catchy tune. Uh, me and Charlotte have said that um, 
in the music you can hear a bit of Undisputed Era. Okay. Kind of hear it type thing. Um, so that was that one. Uh, from the 90s, Mr. Perfect. Just, again, bit of music that you hear it, you know what it is type thing. Um, and I just think Mr. Perfect is really good. Um, Beer Money from uh, TNA, James Storm and Robert Roode. Again, just a catchy little tune. Obviously, that's that went very well with their um, tag team. Yeah, it was a good tag team as well. Yeah, very good tag team. Should never split them up, really. Underrated, but yeah, very good tag team. Um, an underrated stable teams group. Well, there's two on here, but the first one, the Radicals. So uh, Eddie Guerrero, Chris Benoit, Perry Saturn, and Dima Linko. Uh, their first bit of music when they first came in was quite a catchy tune as well. Uh, one of my favorite of stables, although, um, like I said, they're very, very, very short lived. And then they pushed Guerrero and Benoit, and the other two just faded away. Um, I don't know. I don't know. Perry Shatton had a pretty what? good run, and obviously, until he, he decided to injure what somebody mean? or try to kill him in the ring and then got forced with the mobby gimmick. But I think Dean Malenko had a pretty good run. Um, in other promotions, but in WWE, after the Radicals, Malenko became like a stalker of Leah. Yeah. And Perry Saturn got moppy, which to me, they were just rubbish gimmicks. I think they had the two they wanted as champions and the other two just suffered from it. Uh, the New Age Outlaws, always good. Road Dog and Billy Gunn. I suppose... More than the theme tune, it's probably the the talking that they did, uh, especially yeah. with the two, two words at the end. Um, DX, more for the song than the talking, but uh, again, it's just a tune from the Attitude Era, which is basically my favorite time of wrestling. Um, another very underutilized um, stable. Uh, the League of Nations. Seamus, uh, yeah, Seamus, yeah. Yeah, Rusev, Alberta, Dario, and Wade Barrett. Them, them as a stable were quite underutilized. They could have made them look more powerhouse than they did. But forget the, the thingies. The the theme tune is actually quite a good one. Um, that's one, and the last one, uh, Undisputed Era from. NXT, obviously Adam Cole and the rest of them. I thought that was like a really good piece of music. Obviously, it goes well with Adam Cole's um, gimmick, if you know the boom, and then where the crowd shout Adam Cole, baby. Yeah. So that's my list and little reasons maybe why I like them. It's yours. Ah, no, no, you put me on the spot now. I've got to try and remember mine. Uh, I have got them in front of me. I have got them on my phone. I don't really want to mess with my phone, folks, because if I mess with it, I know guaranteed I might mess up this recording, so I'm not going to do that. I'm going to try and remember them off the top of my head, and I think I can. So, uh, Freebirds, Bash Street USA. Yes, you know, Freebirds, great stable. Obviously, you had, you know, uh, Michael B.S. Hayes, Buddy Jack Roberts, uh, you know, Bam Bam, Terry Gordy, 
and Jim Jam Garvin, you know, great stable. Had some really great feuds in WCCW, especially with the Von Erics. Um, WCW had, you know, great feuds. I think they had a feud with the Four Horsemen and uh, I, want to see the, I want to say the Rock and Roll Express as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, great team, uh, great music, uh, because obviously they couldn't use Freebird anymore. So uh, they came up with that, which is just as good. Uh, demolition from WWF. You know, a creation to rival the Road Warriors, but got over just as much as the Road Warriors did. Uh, great team, great theme music. Again, I hated when they split them up. And I really hated it when they put Crush in there as well. I know they had to put Crush in there because there was an issue with, uh, I want to say, I want to say Axe. I think there was an issue with Axe. Yeah, there was. There was, there was an issue with Axe. Um, so obviously it was the smash and crush that was in there. Um, but again, great tag team. Uh, I hate when they turned Barry Dazzle into Reaper Man. It was, it, I just <laughs> never really liked it when he was the Reaper Man. <laughs> Couldn't it just, nah, it's just, just st- stuck as demolition. Um, Obviously, you know, before they were demolition, obviously, uh, you had Axe, which was uh, the Mass Superstar. Yes. Uh, that was his original gimmick, Mass Superstar. And then he got over with that as well. Uh, Bill Eadie. There you go. That's the name I was trying to remember. Back. Bill Eadie. That's the name. Finally popped back in my head. Uh, Bill Eadie and Barry Darso. Axe and Smash. Demolition. There we go. Um, so, who else have we got on my list? Uh, I've had the same as you, Beer Money. From TNA, yeah. uh, I thought that was a great team. I thought they was a lot better than America's Most Wanted. Yes. Um, Although they were a good team too. Yeah, they were they were a good team. You know, World Cup, Chris Harris, James Storm, uh, James Storm. You know, they were a good team to begin with. But I think this. I think James Storm got had a better sort of run with Bobby Roode as yeah. And even when they split up and they had that old angle, you know, that Bob Rue couldn't beat Angle uh, for mm-hmm. the belt. James Storm did. And then they had the big blow-off match where eventually Bob Rue did win the belt from James Storm. But I think that was a good sort of blow-off. Well, they were fortune after that, weren't they? They yeah, had Bill Starrell and Frankie Kazarian in the group as well. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's another good theme tune. Uh, four Horsemen. Mm-hmm. Uh, good stable. Um I, I like the Four Horsemen. You got like different iterations of the Four Horsemen. Some people got the, the favorite members in the Four Horsemen. I think for me, you know, it would definitely be Ric Flair, Art Anderson. I would say Chris Benoit, uh, and Brian Pillman was a, a good uh, member of the Four Horsemen. Very good member of the Four Horsemen. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously, you you sort of got your duds. You got Paul Roma, and then you got you know. Steve Mongo and Michael. Dean Malenko was also there. Yeah, Dean Malenko was another member, yeah. For every for, <laughs> for every great wrestler in the Four Horsemen, you got to at least have a dud. And that was either Paul Romo or uh, Mongo. Yeah, I agree on that. Um, so, yeah, so... Well, okay, so I've had uh, Demolition, I've had... Uh, you got one more. Freebird. I've got one more. 
I'll go one more. Okay, it's good that you're keeping count because I haven't. <laughs> uh, one more. Uh, who should I throw? I was going to throw in, obviously, Matt Sherman and Randy Savage. Now, the problem, the reason why I didn't is because, it, yeah, it's a theme that Matt Sherman used, but it's an actual anthem used in America and uh, over here as well because, you know, we use it as Land of Home and Glory. Yeah. Um, but he wasn't the first person to use it. The first person to use it was uh, Gorgeous George. So oh, that's why I didn't throw that one in there. So last one, try and think off the top of my head who I can throw in. Uh, While you're thinking, I did miss one out and I've only just realised it. Yeah. The NWO. Ah, yes, NWO. Now, I could have had NWO for life. I, I could have had NWO. I could have had that. Um, last one. I'm gonna I'm gonna pick this one out. Fenner, Juice and Thunder Liger. I think you may have actually had him down. <laughs> I think I might actually have had him down. Speaking of it, I think I did have him down. But yeah, Juice and Thunder Liger's theme tune. Um, for anybody that's watched New Japan or jump on YouTube, you know. Putting Juice and Thunder Liger and, and listen to the theme music. It is 80s as all hell, but it's so cheesy, it's good. <laughs> it really is good. You, you, you'll you be singing along to that. You might not know the words in Japanese, but you'll be singing along, guaranteed. It'll be stuck in your head for, for weeks. You'll be singing along to it. So, yeah, I would say Juice and Thunder Liger. Um, another one uh, I'd probably throw an honorable mention in there. I'd probably say. Um, the Midnight Express sort of had a, a really good theme tune. It was sort of like this 80s synthy sort of sound. It, it, it sounded terrible, but it, again, it was another thing that you'd be humming in your head for a week. Um, I could go on, but they're, they're the, the ones that I, I picked. They're the ones I picked off the top of my head. I, I would also say Judas as well by Chris Jericho. Yeah, that's a good song. The two that was on my list that near enough made this cut was American Alpha, um, Chad Gable and Jason Jordan and uh, yes. Randy Orton. You know, I hear voices in my head. That was that nearly made the cut as well. But that's but my. Uh, Supposedly, he doesn't like that. No, he doesn't. But I think it's his best one. So he doesn't like. He doesn't like that, and he doesn't. He didn't like the uh, burn in my line, which was the one before. He didn't like that. But no. the, you know the the tune that CM Punk debuted with. Yeah. That was meant to be for Randy Orton. Yeah. yeah, I did hear that. Uh, people who are listening out there, if you never knew that before, the song that CM Punk debuted with was originally for Randy Orton, and Randy Orton got stiffed and got given someone else he didn't like twice. If you go on YouTube and look at wrestling videos, you can find that there's a lot of uh, wrestling tunes that were used for one wrestler and then changed maybe just a little bit or even the same actual theme song, and it was used for another wrestler. Uh, is, like, I, said, I said to you this the other day, when we were sitting down, and I said to you, Real American. I want to add Real, Amer- I want to add Real American onto my list. Now, for mm-hmm. everyone who's not listening, I am a Hulk Hogan fan. Regardless of what that man's done in wrestling life, when but you love what, him, you hate him. What he's done in that, his personal life is bad. What he did for wrestling, not so bad. Yeah, you know, people say he buries people and things like that, and he only looks up himself. It's wrestling. It's like life. Sometimes you got to look after yourself. But that was the man that got me loving wrestling, got me into wrestling still to this day. 
So I've got nothing bad to say against Hulk Hogan. It's like Omar Warrior. I'm sure the people out there who love the Omar Warrior so much, they will disregard whatever he's done in life. You know, he was a saint. He fucking died as a pope. Um, well, which which Omar Warrior are we talking about? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> this will get blurred after a while, don't they? Um, yeah. But no, yeah. So I'm going to add Real American to the to list. Um, obviously, because I like to say to you today, that was used originally by the US Express, which yeah. was... Uh, Mike Rotundo and Barry Windham until Barry Windham oh, yeah, to go back to WCW. Yeah, Mike Rotundo. Uh, well, NWA uh, at the time. Um, and then obviously, I think Mike Rotundo left a little bit later on down the line. Uh, and then eventually, that got given to Hulk Hogan and it suited Hogan a lot more better. Yeah. Well, um, so I was going to add that to my list, but I, the reason why I didn't is because it wasn't a song. That was made for a wrestler. It just happened to fit a wrestler. And just so if people don't know, Mike Rotunda was the IRS of the Million Dollar Corporation. Not yes. only that, he is the father of Bo Dallas and Bray Wyatt. Yes, he is, yes. And he was uh, also a very, very good amateur wrestler. Yes. If no one ever knew that as well. Very good amateur wrestler. Again, didn't get used in the right way. The, well, I, I don't know. He, um, I wouldn't say that he's run with with uh, as IRS was rubbish. He got TV time. He got the tag team championship. I know the IRS one was good, but I know that um, obviously once the IRS had finished, I know he went to WCW, but. I think they could have done more with the million dollar corporation than what they did. And I know we got I know we got the tag team uh, titles with million dollar man. But um yeah, I just think uh they could have done more. Yeah, the, again it's you know what could have been and what could have happened sort of situation in wrestling. You know, you look at things and sometimes it's hindsight, you know. Let's be honest. When when we get onto other things and do more podcasts, I'm sure oh, we're going. Oh yes, there's going to be a end. lot of things we can touch on. A lot yeah. of things. So people are going to be listening. We're not going to be short of content, guaranteed. We're going to have a lot of things to talk about. A lot. Yeah. But yeah, so that was your. Uh, I did say top five. Obviously, you managed what eleven. I got through eleven. I think you got about seven in the end. Okay, so I got more than the top five. The, the point is that obviously there's there's music out there for wrestlers, you know, that, that fit them, fit the time, fit the style, and people enjoy them. And I think that's sort of lost today on today's wrestling. Some people, you know, they, they look good, have a good gimmick, and got shit music, and it just ruins it. Um, I think the worst thing that WWE ever did was they get rid of Jim Johnson. I think it was like the worst thing they ever did. I know, I know they got CFO and um, CFO has done some tunes for they've done what Seth Rollins, yeah, Shinsuke Nakamura's. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so you know they've, they've they've done some good music for some decent wrestlers or some very good wrestlers. Yep. It does not equate. To what Jim Johnson has done? No. 
Jim Johnson has done a lot. Best music came out from him. Yeah. I mean, most people will remember the Attitude Era music more than most. And let's be honest, when you got things like Austin's music, The Rocks, Triple H has changed over time, you know, Undertaker's and Kane's and everything like that. You can't be like some of their music back in the day. No, you can't. Uh, but, you know, this this was WWE's decision to do it. Mm. So it's what they've they've gone for and it's what they're sticking with. Um, oh, yeah, you can't. <laughs> you can't there's no, there's no substitute for greatness, but yeah, WWE is trying to find a way to do it. Well, let's be honest, Vince McMahon's never going to be changing his mind, is he? <sighs> I think, you know, uh, I, I, I've watched a lot and obviously, you know, you could watch things about what culture, Cole Hollick, Russell Talk, yeah, you know, Stephen Larson, you, you could watch everybody, you could listen to all the podcasts um, from other people's perspective. Um, and a lot of them will turn and say that, you know, he's he's out of touch. And, yeah, yeah I suppose you could say that he is out of touch, you know. From, Very yeah, out of touch. I think years and years ago, you know, McMahon had a, a lot more of his hand in, in the company, you know. Yeah. You, you would see him, you know, 70s through the 90s. So, let's go 70s through the 90s. So, 70s, he was... Um, do see all the interviews and then he would do commentary. Oh yeah, uh, he's done he's done a lot of things, yeah. but and I think color commentary and it is yeah. like recently there was a match on SmackDown. I think it was Xavier Woods versus Jimmy Uso. And instead of if, if Xavier be the uh, Jimmy Uso, they get a tag team title shot, it was you had to bend the knee. Now this whole bend the knee thing, I didn't get it at first, but it goes back to Game of Thrones. Now, Game of Thrones has ended for a while now, and this was Vince McMahon's idea about, you know, being up with pop culture today, but Game of Thrones is no longer around, so it just goes to show just how out of sync he is with the world. You know, technically, if your tag team champions are beaten by another team, surely they should get a tag team title shot, not bend the knee. Oh that yeah, was my thing on that. But like I said, you don't change Vince McMahon's mind. No, he just changes yours instead. Well, he tries to tries to change everybody's to make you know to make you think that WWE is good, whereas the uh, WWE isn't good at the moment. You know, I watch AEW because it's the other than what's on YouTube, it's on actual TV. AEW's got to be the better one of the two. It's a wrestling show, for one. Yeah. I I, I think, you know, the reason why people still watch the video, I think it's just out of... I, they want they want it to be good. Yeah, they want it to be good. I, I think it's just more or less now, it's just out of loyalty. They hold on for hope that Vince McMahon's yeah. going to one day actually put something good out there. But to be honest, I don't think it's going to happen anytime soon. Ah. Well, we could all hope. We could all hope for that day when Louis, <laughs> you know, does a 180 
and just completely shocks the fans and everyone starts loving it again. And, you know, we, we, we will have great wrestling. We've got good wrestling now, but we'll have great wrestling because then you've got Whoa. two companies bouncing off each other, trying to outdo each other like they did with WWE and WWE back in the day. Uh, I don't want to go to the extent where we're going to start seeing silly wrestling and then one of them gets bought out, but just good wrestling from I both. think, um, like you said, there's one good wrestling show, there's another wrestling show. <laughs> um, and to end it, basically, if you want to watch good wrestling, watch AEW, watch NWA, watch Impact, anything that you want, because they're all putting on better shows than WWE at the moment. That's yeah, what I would say. That, that, that is true. That is very, very true. And New Japan Pro Wrestling. Oh, yes. You've got, you got New Japan Pro Wrestling. But, yeah, I think um, WWE needs to do something. Um, they, I, I've no idea what's going on. I would love to be a fly on the wall in my man office. Um just to hear some of the things that's probably coming out and what's going to creative, but it it, it needs to be sorted out. Obviously, you know, if, they, if they're looking at, okay, we're, we're cutting wrestlers for a reason and there's going to be a, a, a bigger picture behind it and they're going to try and improve the product, mm. then, yeah, go for it. But if I was WWE, what would I do? Okay, I've just got rid of over 70 wrestlers. Wow, fuck, I can't run three shows with 70 wrestlers gone. 70 or 80. 70 or 80, between 70 and 80, you know, I can't win three shows. I've lost 70 to 80 wrestlers. I'm, I'm spread thin. What can I do? Let's just wow. be honest. Someone said on YouTube, um, I can't remember who it was, but they said if you if you were a billionaire and you were into wrestling and you wanted to create the wrestling promotion, I know some of them have gone to other companies now, but if you got them all when they were all released, you could run a company on 80 wrestlers and you'd probably have just about as much talent as WWE's got. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Probably more. So. You know, uh, uh, I think, you know, you, you look back in the day, uh, at any point in time, rest, uh, WWE's probably had maybe 40, maybe 50 wrestlers at any given time and ran really, really good shows and uh, never had a really a problem. But, you know, you look at what they were doing years ago, you know, they were doing house shows. Uh, if they'd done TV tapings, it might have been for Saturday Night Men event, which they only probably done one of those every month or every other month. And then pay-per-view-wise, they had Royal Rumble, WrestleMania, Survivor Series and SummerSlam. The top so it, it, you know, So it wasn't over shoved in your face. It was very sporadic. Yeah, it's spread out. Yeah, obviously, as time's gone, obviously, you know, the, how the business become more lucrative, you start getting more TV time, and uh, TV companies start getting more involved and saying, okay, this is what we want, but we don't want you to do this, but we still want you to have, you know, put on terrific wrestling, give us good ratings, and uh, you got to think about the sponsors. And, and we've gone to a day and age now where, like I said, you've got Raw, you've got SmackDown, you've got NXT. And then, you know, Duty used to have offshoot shows. They used to have things like Heat, Velocity, Shotgun, uh, Metal, which have all left to the wayside. Are they, even, are they even still got 205 Live? I don't think they have, do they? I think they do. 
Okay, so they've still got two or five live. Um, I think that... they've got two or five live, and they've also got main event. Is I think that's still around. They yeah, did have, main event. they did have superstars as well, but I think that's gone. No, I still so... think it's gone. Um, and they've also got NXT UK. Got any Uh but then it's it's the pay views. You know, you look at some of the pay views, and not only in one month have you got an NXT pay view, but you've got a main pay view, whether it be a joint brand or a single brand pay view. Well, they do the thing. It was when Triple H was running it every May, at least around WrestleMania, Royal Rumble, Survivor Series, and SummerSlam. You'd have an NXT takeover, and then maybe. Yeah. An odd one here and there, but it always seemed to run coincidentally with the big four. Yeah, and I, I just think the best thing for WWE to do is cut back. I think if you cut back on a lot of things and don't do as much as you do now, you might start getting people interested in the product again because obviously you're not putting loads of content out. You're not having wrestlers spread thinly between three shows, you could probably maximise your output by saying, right, we'll, we'll get rid of SmackDown, we'll just have Raw. We'll get rid of Raw, just have SmackDown. And get rid of NXT. And yeah, they're going to do that. No, no, they're not going to do that. They but just, they're, they're, let's just say, hypothetically, they, they had one show. They need to just cut back on the pay-per-views. Well, yeah, yeah. You cut back on pay-per-views, but that would be a good thing. You don't have as many as they do now. Because that's well, they, raised, they only raised it to twelve because WCW did it. If you watch Eric, if you've read anything that Eric Bischoff had said, or uh, on even on WWE stuff, he said that he raised it to seven. Vince McMahon raised it to seven. He raised it to ten. McMahon raised it to ten, and he said, "Well, seven did well, ten did better. Why not do one every month in WCW?" Yeah. And WWE followed suit, and that's why we got twelve. And then the brand split happened, and we got more. Just cut back, do six a month, uh, six a year. Keep WrestleMania, uh, Royal Rumble, Survivor Series, and SummerSlam, and keep something like maybe Money in the Bank and Hallie in the South. Keep them. Yeah, you could do. Another thing is, obviously, the lengths that the pay per view is getting on to now, I think WrestleMania is like now a four hour, five hour event. I think it's like three hours over two nights. Right. So it's six so hours. Six. Yeah, so it's like six and seven now. And not only that, you've got seven hours of wrestling during the week to catch up on it with WWE as well. Um, That's without NXT. Yeah, without NXT. So I think it just needs to scale back a lot. But then at the same time, I can say that exact same argument for AEW. You know, they've got, obviously, Dynamite. Dynamite. Obviously, if you don't watch the YouTube stuff, you've got three hours of wrestling a week, which isn't that bad. And obviously, over in the UK, unless you've got a fight, you don't get um, Rampage anyway. Yeah, which is only an hour. Anyway, Rampage is an hour. It's an hour. But with their pay-per-views, they Mm -hmm. are four hours long, but they don't do one every month. No, they've got about five or six Maybe not even that. So, obviously, yeah, I think AEW is more manageable to watch every month because you've not always got that big pay-per-view coming up where, <laughs> like, you may get Fighter Fest or, um, you know, they do 
uh, a dynamite show, but it's got a different name to it. Yeah, they do yeah, like the Grand Slam, don't they? They do a Grand yeah. Slam show. Yeah, so it's not a pay-per-view. It's still only two hours, but yeah. there's like pay-per-view caliber matches on there. And obviously they've and, got a uh, bash at the beach. Yeah, stuff like that. That's I, I'd prefer that than watching a pay-per-view every month where it's three to four hours and half the time it's the matches you've seen already. If you watch Raw or SmackDown, that is. Yeah, that's, that's true. That's right, very, very I think true. we should end it there. Right, remember, folks, if you want to listen to all the latest wrestling news here with me and my partner, the Sheriff of Wrestling, remember, subscribe, check in. You got any questions? Stuff it. We're not answering them. And remember, we are the best in wrestling news, the best in wrestling podcasts, and we're just a three count away from your ears. <laughs>